What's going on, Getting Magnetic Fam? It's Finance Friday. Our goal with this series is to build your financial literacy as we head into a recession. So you can not only be prepared, but you can thrive through this recession and beyond. And the best thing, we're gonna put sophisticated topics into layman's terms so everyone can understand it. You're gonna learn everything about money they don't teach you in school so you can build your money mindset and skills and build that life for your dreams. Now let's get to the episode. All right, this is going to be a good one. Stay tuned if you have kids or if you ever plan on having kids or you know anyone who has kids or is planning on having kids. So this episode's for everyone. Very interesting setting here. I'm standing up in the middle of my office recording this. Sandy got the inspiration, I think, from Marie Kondo to completely organize, set up new feng shui in the office, declutter. What was it, babe? You give away anything that doesn't bring you happiness in the helm? Bring you joy. Bring you joy. This is making me so happy right So now. she's like, babe, does this bring me joy? Do you joy? And I'm like, eh, eh. And so she's just like, my office has way less stuff in it now, which is pretty cool. She's doing a great job. But let's get to the topic today. Also, Cam's asleep in the other room. This one, shout out you, Cammy girl. This one's for you. And I learned this from my best friend and my CPA, Greg O'Brien, over at GOCPAs, shout out them, um, is that... A, when you own your own business, you have a lot more autonomy on what you can do, right? On what is a write-off, on things you can do for tax savings. And for we've talked about this before. In wealth building, everyone who builds wealth pretty much, 99% of people, they own businesses and they own assets like real estate, preferably real estate. Businesses and real estate. My CPA told me, the tax code just says, basically, you flip it on its head. It's a list of incentives. It says, own businesses and own real estate. Why? Employ people, house people. And you will have to pay way less taxes. And we've talked about this versus when I was in my finance job, I relied on a salary. I relied on a bonus. I relied on benefits. I relied on the company to pay me and to provide me benefits and safety and security. So I paid a lot in taxes. Anyways, What's a really cool thing you can do if you own your own business as a write-off? And that is pay your children, each one, up to $12,000 per year tax-free, so they don't pay taxes on that. And you that's a write-off, so you don't pay taxes on that. I'll say that again. You can pay your children up to $12,000 per year from your business. And obviously, cash has to be exchanged, right? It can't be like made up. Like You have to take $12,000 from a business account and put it in a different account for your child and it has to be legitimate as well. You can't just do it. You have to have legitimate reasons. They can help you. They can help you with shooting video content or take pictures or run your mail to the mail store or, you know, whatever it is. Or Cam's almost one. She's 11 months. So it gets a little bit more tricky. And the the key is like, if you get audited, you have to explain everything, right? And so with Cam... That's like a gray area, but we could execute a license agreement with Cameron and for her name, image, and likeness, and we could pay her $1,000 a month or $12,000 a year for her appearances and image in our content on social media, on wherever our content is, which then drives people to our business. Now, if I'm sitting down with an IRS auditor, what I'm going to say is we have a family business. We help other people start businesses. We attract husband and wife couples. We attract families and them seeing us 
as a family and me as a family man puts more trust in me, I'm going to explain the whole thing, right? I won't get into what I would say to an IRS agent, but that's only if I get audited. And I believe I have a good, good reason. Like if you see my, my Instagram content or whatever, and then Cam comes into it, you're like, whoa, oh, he's a dad. Oh my God, I trust him more. I, you know, I trust him in now business more because I see he's a good dad. I think there's value there. And of course you have to have an agreement in place um, and send that to your CPA and that that exists. You have to have a contract in place. Like I'm using Cameron North Credities' name, image, and likeness, and I'm paying her $1,000 a month or $12,000 a year. Here you go, accountant CPA, FYI. And the cool thing about that is you can do that for every kid you have. And what's amazing is if you think about that, that $12,000, let's say you're in a 30% tax bracket. That's what? 30% times 12,000, $3,600 in taxes you saved by paying your child. Your child does not have to pay taxes on that. Now, imagine you have five kids. You can pay 60000 to your kids. That's assuming, obviously, your business generates that much. The cash does have to change hands. But imagine, again, you're in a 30% tax bracket just using that number. 30% times 60 grand is $18,000 less in taxes you're paying because you're paying your kids to do legitimate things for your business and add value to your business. And that's going to motivate them too, right? And that's going to be cool. Now, here's what I'm going to do and what I want to do with Cam is $12,000 a year. Let's say is you, you put that into an investment account. Now, I love investing. I know not everyone is knows exactly what to do to invest. Stock market's a great way to get in, but it goes up and down, right? It's so down right now. It's crazy. It's We're probably almost at a, a bottom or a rock bottom, and it's going to go up. And when you have a long-term vision, especially an 18-year horizon, Cam's about to be one. I'm thinking when Cam's 18, I'm going to give her this investment of all this money we paid her every year for her name like her name, likeness, and image. And as she gets older, she's of course going to help in the businesses and earn the 12000 in different ways. But if let's just say I put it in the stock market, $12,000 every year, and let's say the stock market earned on average a 7% return. Well, 12000 a year for the first 18 years of her life, that would be a total of $216,000 I would put in. But guess what? Compound interest. We've all, we all know that, right? If you don't know the power of compound interest, let's say I put it in a savings account, $12,000 a year for 18 years. There'd be $216,000 in the savings account. Let's say I invested it in anything, but let's say it returns 7%. The stock market returns on average 7% a year over the long run. Now, some years is down 20%, some years is up 30 but on average, it's up 7%. Again, savings account, 18 years, 216000 In an investment account, earning 7% every year, 407000 That's almost a $200,000 difference. That's almost double. And that's the power of compound interest. That's the power of your money working for you, which is true financial freedom, right? Everyone's seeking that. It's when your money works for you and you have passive residual income or preferably investment income where your investments, your assets just make you money enough to pay your bills and live the lifestyle you want. That is true financial freedom, not where you have to work and trade time or earn, even if it's high paying. So how amazing is that? If I pay, if we pay Cameron every year till she's 18, she will have about $400,000 or more. 
if it's a good asset, she's going to have half a million dollars. Now, I'm not just going to say, hey, here's half a million. Do whatever you want with it. Of course, there's layers of this. You set it up in a trust. You probably have some custodial rights over it and where she can use it. Maybe I would set it up to maybe go to college or buy a house or fund her first business of which I would, you know, Sandy and I would probably have some level of control over that, not just totally turn it over, but where it can set her up. Now, also not just a spoiler either, where she has to like work for it or earn it or like, hey, you want to start a business? Here's some, or you want to buy a house? Here's some for a down payment. And we'll figure that out when we're there. Or you want to go to college? Okay, here you go. Here's your, this will pay for college. Now, what's also cool is what I want to do, I have a goal of buying Cam a house. We have a few rental properties in Alabama, and they're like about $100,000. they are more now. Let's say I could get one for $120,000. I'd have to put 20% down. That's twenty four grand. So that's two years of that, you know, paying Cam $12,000 a year. Then let's say I put a 15-year fixed mortgage, and I, I rented this out. And let's say maybe it made a few hundred dollars a month, but let's just even say it broke even. Well, she then, I'm going to buy a property under her name or under trust that, you know, would go to her after two years of paying her $12,000. i would have enough. And then I would put a 15-year mortgage on it. And I'd have a renter in there. And the renter would be paying down the mortgage. And real estate, you know, goes up over time too. We know sometimes it goes up, sometimes it goes down. But over time, it's going to go up unless something absolutely catastrophic happens. And so then by the time she's, you know, 18... The, the home is completely paid off after two years, or sorry, after 15 years. She's 18. She's 17, 18, whatever. It's paid off. It was a $120,000 home when I bought it. I only had to put $24,000 down. But let me look at this. Let's look at this. I'm doing a calculation right now. $120,000 if there was 3% appreciation a year, which is conservative for like real estate. The home would be worth a little under two hundred thousand dollars, hundred ninety-two thousand. She'd have own a home outright for one hundred ninety-two thousand. Now I'd also be putting twelve thousand a year, and let's say just into the stock market or whatever, and it was earning seven percent. Well, she'd have three hundred thirty-four thousand at the end of eighteen years. So you know you're doing even better. So there's a lot of ways to do it, but how cool would that be if you bought your child at a young age an investment property, even if it was a hundred grand, for paying them. And you kind of set that up. And then you put a 15-year mortgage in. You only put $24,000 down. That's two years of $12,000 payments. You obviously have to be knowledgeable and find a place where you're cash flowing a little bit or at least breaking even. There's a 15-year mortgage on it. And by the way, interest rates are high right now. If they go back down and you refinance, even better. But then she'll own this outright, this $200,000 real estate, piece of real estate that you can obviously sell and use to pay for college, start a business where you can keep it and you can cash flow, whatever that looks like. So this is just not to give you the exact every single step of what to do here. Moral of the story, when you own a business and if you don't own a business and you have a goal of building wealth, I would encourage you find a business to start, whatever that looks like for you. Network marketing is what I believe the easiest way, but you can go start your own business too. There's tons of e-commerce stuff to do. Start your own Amazon and find a legitimate way to pay your child and generate enough cash where you can pay them $12,000 a year, you are going to set them up for the start of their adult life in a very good way. And you're probably going to start to break, you know, generational 
tendencies of your family or whatever, you know, unless you come from wealth or from that kind of setup or you're set up there, like you can be the one to change that, which is really cool with putting your head down, owning a business, working, you know, doing your thing, putting the effort in, putting the sweat equity in, generating an extra $12,000 in a year to be able to pay your child and set them up for life. Maybe not for life, but for the start of their life, which is pretty awesome. So this this episode is just to get you thinking on that. And then obviously in doing that, you don't put it in a savings account. Put it somewhere where the money can accumulate and grow and work. Like let your money work. The goal is for your money to work hard for you. So, you know, you get to a point where you don't have to work hard for money. And that's all I got for you today. Share this with someone who you think would would benefit from it. Also shout out, organic shout out. If you don't have a great CPA, you're probably leaving money on the table from a tax perspective if they aren't planning for you, if they aren't telling you things like this where you can pay your children. Or another thing our CPA says is like, oh, you guys have events at your house, right? You can write off 14 events a year at your market rate times the hours of the time you had the event. There's all these things. I don't have time to tell them all and I don't even know them all. But when you have a really good CPA, they're knowledgeable on this stuff and they do this stuff for you. And if you, so if you don't, you can, I'll put in the show notes, um, GeoCPA, but they're a great CPA firm that specialize in this stuff and tax planning. So thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you next time. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic. Magnetic.